broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 241. I'm Zoner. I'm Zoot. Schmitty could not join us uh, because he's being worked to an early grave, and Colin died in a warehouse fire. Yeah, it was pretty tragic. I was up kind of watching the play-by-play last night, you know, just seeing it go. You may have seen me post something on Facebook about me just sitting there waiting to record. Yeah, was there like a webcam? Were you eating popcorn or something? No, I I was getting bored, so I made some memes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, uh, we're glad you guys could join us, though, our faithful listeners. I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, stitcher.com, 4814, web hosting, and Eagle Moss Limited. How was your week in blindness? Uh, My week has been interesting. Uh, Last week, if you heard the show, you know that I had cybernetic implants put in, so I now have the nice heads-up display. I can easily identify threats, especially with the night vision. Laser Uh, eye. (laughs) Yeah, so laser eye surgery is a weird thing. Uh, I do not have great vision. It was kind of funny, though, because I went to the eye doctor uh, for like my five-day post-op surgery thing. And I asked him about driving. He pulled up the letter chart on the wall, said, can you tell me what those letters are? He said, nope, can't even see that there's letters there. He said, okay, how about now? I said, yeah, I can see that there's something there. Okay, well, tell me what they are. I can't do that, sir. Um, how about you just guess? I don't know, maybe D? Okay, you're good to drive. Apparently... It's okay to drive because a car is bigger than the letter on the wall, so I can easily identify that. So it's been it's been a interesting experience, but my vision's getting better. I can now see my computer screen without it blown up one hundred and fifty percent, and my face three inches from uh, from it. So I got that going for me. Yay! It's it, kind of weird, though, because like, I bent over the other night to pick something up, and normally when I would do that, my glasses would start to fall off my face. When I stood up straight, I found myself reaching up to my face to push my glasses back up, and there was nothing there. So I just poked myself in my eye, which hurt really badly because my eyes are like in great pain because of acid and lasers. So You're probably actually going to be having that problem for a while. I kind of remember... This is very different, obviously, but back in the day when we used to have like wired game controllers and everything first moved to wireless uh-huh. and just moving around with a wireless controller, you still occasionally did that um, habitual shake of the controller. You know what I'm talking about? The one that you do just kind of, kind of clear the cord so it wasn't over your oh, foot. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. And then you realize... You kind of, you kind of whip it to... Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But maybe not. Maybe it's just weird seeing you without <laughs> glasses right now. It's kind of odd. I've known you for many years, and you've always had glasses. Your well, eyes haven't yeah. exploded out though; they haven't popped out. So that I appreciate that. That I do appreciate that as well. Well, I got glasses. I turned forty in a couple of weeks, and uh, I got glasses when I was fourteen, and I wore contacts for a lot of those years. But it got to the point where my eyes would no longer accept a contact lens being put in them because. 
you know, biology rejects the implant, apparently. And I was wearing them as if they were implants, because I would never take them out. Yay, extended wear. But, yeah, it's it's like such a huge part of, like, my identity. I was always the dude with glasses, and now I'm not. So, yeah, I, I should say I was always the fat, sweaty dude with glasses. Now I'm just the fat, sweaty dude. Oh, good, good. You know, <laughs> whatever. I'm, I'm married. Your boat. I don't need to try and impress the ladies at this point. So <laughs> I'm beginning to wonder if my eyes are rejecting contacts now because I'm having problems even seeing the screen right here in front of me. So this should be interesting. Uh, into our yeah, first because you're getting so old. Yes, I am ancient. Uh, into our first <laughs> bit of feedback. Um, last week, of course, I talked about and apologized for the slight whistling sound uh, coming from my nose, and then my nose made me a liar, and from half the episode. You didn't hear it. It didn't like actually kick in until the, the latter half of the episode. Go fig. Glue writes us. I feast on glue writes. I just assumed the noise was for Halloween ambiance. <laughs> nice. I didn't know my nose was that spooky. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of creepy. Yeah. I guess. Have you noticed? Uh, thanks for the feedback, Glue. We appreciate that. Have you noticed that Ruff hasn't written us ever since we said that his homeland is a penal colony you know i actually have a client you might remember uh he kind of called us out for saying that australia was backwards with technology and Uh, yeah rough rough did too yeah yeah well yeah that that's what i'm talking oh okay And, and i have this client who's in australia and last night i was on a conference call with him and that was one thing he said. He's, we, we were talking about technology in, in Australia, and he said, yeah, we're just backwards down here. And I just I busted up laughing because of our conversation a few episodes ago about that very thing. And now we've got an Aussie saying, yeah, we're backwards. So sorry, Ruff, your people are turning against you. <laughs> All right. We also have some more feedback coming in from our hotline. Again, if you want to call us and give uh, – uh, a voicemail recording. The number is 801-917-GEEK. That's 4335, in case you can't read it, I guess. Uh, so uh, this one comes from Zane again. Take it away, Zane. Hey, Solandroids. Um, hopefully this week I don't sound like I'm talking through a potato. Last last week I was at work and I had an extra few minutes and I called and horrible connection and I was also using like Apple earbuds with the microphone on it. That's why it was terrible. But um, I was thinking about stuff on chargers and the, t- and the time you guys reported on someone who uh, would charge their phone and put it under the pillow at night. And that it just wasn't a good idea to do that, like, at all. So I was thinking about, like, phone chargers that stop charging their, your phone when it doesn't need to be charged anymore. So you could do that without having that be a horrible experience. Maybe you still shouldn't put it under your pillow, but, you know. And apparently those chargers exist, but for, like, forklifts and, like, big machinery, like a Silicon and stuff like that, or really big, calm vacuums. I've seen those before, apparently. That's how it works. But how long would we need to wait before we can have those for our phones? What do you guys think? Um, please keep up the work. Hopefully I don't sound absolutely horrible this week. Uh, have a good one. All right. Um, yes, we are very happy you're not sounding like you're talking through a potato this time. That makes me laugh. I like that one. Talking through a potato. Yes, you did sound pretty horrible last time. <laughs> and the whole world heard it. Indeed. Um, no, you sound much better this time. Um, now, the charging thing. I don't remember 
bringing up one an idea where you can charge with the your phone under your pillow. Now, I we talked about it. I think it's been a couple years, but we were having Samsung Galaxy phones that were like exploding under people's pillows at night. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, yeah, I, I remember that now. And you know, my my Galaxy Nexus when I plug it into charge, that thing gets hot sometimes. Not always. But sometimes it gets hot. There's no way in heck I want that under a pillow because I'm going to die if that goes up. But, yeah, I like the idea of having it that just, you know. A trickle, trickle charger. Tr- trickle charger. I, I've got one of those for my car. Well, yeah. And whatever else. I, I've seen one of those for a car battery. I've seen them for RVs. And he's right for forklifts and other things like that. It's more common. I have seen them for USB-based devices as well. But for the life of me, I couldn't find one when I looked for it. Because uh, in response to his voicemail, I went on a Google search and looked for it. But you know what I found out instead? Is that many um, many modern devices actually start doing that on their own. Like my uh, my Windows tablet. And uh, it's, it's a Dell Venue Pro. Once it hits its max charge, it stops accepting charge. It does it from the device standpoint. Then if the device lowers in charge again, it starts pulling again. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I have an LG G3 as well, and I think it's different now in the G4. Don't quote me on that. But on the G3... I'm quoting you. (laughs) Annoyingly, uh, when it charges up to 100%, it then constantly gives you a notification. Unplug now to save battery charge. You know, fully charged. Unplug now. I've got a Samsung Galaxy Tab 4 or something, the little, like an 8-inch one that does the same thing. I ignore it. So I ignore mine, too. Um, In fact, I flashed my phone just to avoid that. But So I'm I'm rocking a ROM now that doesn't tell me important information. Hey, safety. Um, But (laughs) the point is, is that even a year and a half ago, they had the technology where the phone or the device or the tablet knew when it had reached 100% charge. And now here we have newer devices that have that trickle circuit built into it. So I I don't think it's going to be so much the charger that's in charge of these things. It's going to be the device being smart enough to understand how to accept charge. I agree. And, you know, it's interesting because, like, with Marshmallow, they've got this new Doze setting on Android. And I'm hearing reports of people leaving their phone on overnight, not plugging it in, and not losing any battery life. So, I mean, maybe charging your phone at night will be a thing of the past, and you can stick it under your pillow. But then it'll get hot and catch on fire anyways because it's hot under your pillow. I, I don't understand putting it under your pillow. I don't either. That's, That's just, one thing I just man. don't get. I sleep with two phones and a tablet on my nightstand next to me. Yeah. I, I, and, and that's normal for me. And I don't understand this idea of putting it under your pillow. I just don't get it. Yeah, I uh, have two tablets and a phone sitting you know, right next to my face on my nightstand. And I have no need for them under my pillow. That's just in my way, man. If I put my arm under my pillow... And my phone's there. I've never seen my phone again because it's going underneath my sleep number bed, and I can't get under that thing because of all the, the numbers. No, I got it. Yeah, all, all the numbers. All there, the numbers. Yeah. I, I'm like I'm like a seventy-five, eighty-five, something like that. That's a lot of numbers under that bed. 
Um, you know, this segues nicely, though. Zane, again, thanks for the uh, thanks for the call. Um, because one of our headlines, and we'll just jump right to it, was actually it's a Google Plus post from Benson Lung. Now, who's Benson Lung? Well, he's on the Google team who's helping to bring USB Type C connectors to Android. Uh, he's worked on a couple different uh, Android Pixels or Google Pixels. Uh, and he works specifically in the power delivery and alternate mode department for Google. Pretty cool, right? On a whim, and this is this is not a Google headline. This is just him. On a whim, he went out and bought a whole load of different USB Type-C charging cables. Now, if you need a reminder, the USB Type-C is the one that's reversible. It can flip either way. It can daisy-chain multiple devices in there. It can charge your device much faster because it carries higher current. All this great stuff, right? Well, he found out that there were a lot of cables that he went and got from like Amazon and eBay and all these different places that were just horribly wrong. Now, this sounds like a kind of... Why are they talking about this? Okay, so it's a cheap cable. Don't buy a cheap cable. Well, this is a problem because I remember back in the day, and I don't think we ever brought it up on this show, but I brought it up amongst friends when HDMI cables were really taking off and you have the gold-plated edition, right? Remember that? monster ones that are like $800 for a six-foot cable. Yeah, I mean, just ridiculous priced ones. This one has a high RF throughput, and this one has low latency and, and all this different stuff. And at least in the early days, what people didn't tell you was it's digital. It either goes through or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So having a high-end HDMI cable isn't going to get you better signal. It's on or off. The signal either goes through or it doesn't. It doesn't degrade. It's now, actually it's actually impossible. If for it that is to happen. bad quality cables, though, they there is greater probability that it's just going to be a bad cable and it's going to be off. Oh sure, yeah, totally. But if the cable works, then there's no difference between the five dollar one and the eight hundred dollar one. They won't Other tell than, you that though at a commission place. You know, no, they won't. Now, that is slightly different now because certain devices have started sending data over the HDMI cables. So now, here in 2015 and, and forward, there are certain HDMI cables that tr- that transfer data faster and with less resistance, we'll, we'll call it, for lack of a better word, because I'm tired. But this is kind of remi- reminding me of this. Because back in the day, way back in the day, USB cables were USB cables. It didn't matter. Yeah. But even now, I have a micro USB here on my phone and on my tablet and on my other phone and on my headset and on my speaker phone for my car and on my Bluetooth dongle on everything, really. And I've noticed, like, my tablet takes three days to charge if I use a certain cable. If I use the same charger but another cable, it charges in two hours. I've noticed that as well. Yeah. In fact, my, my daughter was complaining about that. She likes my wife's USB cables because she can charge her phone in 45 minutes from zero to 100%. Her cable that I think actually came with her phone takes like four days. Yeah. I, I have one cable. It came with my Kindle, actually. I have an original Kindle. And if I use that cable, my phone draws more current 
I can't use my phone while it's charging because the charging can't keep up with the usage. The battery still drops. Yeah, I see that every now and then, depending on what I'm doing. Now, according to what this gentleman is talking about, though, in his um, tests, he found some of them aren't just that bad. Some of them are so dangerous, they can downright destroy your device. See, the USB Type-C connector can take a totally different amount of voltage through it. And if they're not done properly, they can, and evidently have in his tests, fried the device. Oh, man. that How pissed would you be <laughs> if you got some USB cable for 33 cents on eBay and it destroyed your $700 phone? Well, and what's really weird is the fact that I mean, they're just cables, right? Who thinks about cables? And hey, I bought this one at Best Buy. It should work. But then you have a whole bunch of knockoffs that come from let's 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 be honest. It come they come from China, usually. Yeah. And they counter they copy they counterfeit everything. They they might have a UL listing on it. It's counterfeit. It might have an um, a CE logo on it. It's counterfeit too. So I guess moving forward from here on out, we're actually going to have to pay attention to the quality of cable we're using. And I foresee a lot of companies are going to start coming back like, like monster did for a long time there with the high end premium USB type C cables. And are we going to see gold plated USB type C? Oh, probably, you know, and plenum covered or non plenum. With with the diamond cut logos on them, and yeah, I want one that's like diamond studded, because that would just be cool. That's uh, but when you think about it, that's more of an iPhone type thing. So a diamond studded, it would cut your phone every time you plugged it in. Well, you're plugging it in wrong. <laughs> I'm, well, no, because diamond <laughs> cuts things. <laughs> You're plugging it in wrong. If it's a, if it's an iPhone, it, you're plugging it in wrong. I mean, diamond will cut you more than an angry woman. Um, <laughs> wow, I'm glad you didn't attribute that to a specific race of woman. No, just an angry woman. It spans. It it really unites them. Really, it, <laughs> it spans race and demographic. Um. You know what I want? I want freaking chargers that don't need to be plugged in anymore. I want inductive charging to finally take that leap and be able to do it so fast with so much power that I can put it on a plate and let that charge it for an hour. Yeah. Well, and there's... What is it? The charging in the watch when you move your wrist. Kinetic? Yeah, kinetic ones. That's what Seiko calls it, the kinetic engine. Yeah. Why don't we have those in our phones? I mean... That would be awesome. Probably because that doesn't provide enough power. Now, well, yeah, but they need to develop it so it does. <laughs> Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Um, anyway, yeah, if anyone is sleeping with their phone under their pillow, stop that. And if anyone does it with these cables, well, you're going to die. Yeah, we'll miss you. Top tip but, right there. But you have been warned. Okay, so... Zoner, you've had your eyes corrected, right? Yeah, allegedly. That's, allegedly. Yeah. Do they have an do they have an estimate to how good your vision should be when all is said and done? Um, I think 20, 
2025, 2520. That's not bad. That's pretty good. So that that was what they were hinting at. So and and you have a, a four year degree, correct? I do have a four year degree. Uh, is it in like liberal arts or basket weaving, or is it? It's actually in something useful, um, unlike communications. French <laughs> as lit. We're, as we're here communicating, it's it's liberal women's studies. Actually, Ooh, no, no, no. It's information systems technology. So I'm an IT guy. Okay. Have uh, Have you been in that field for more than th- three years? I have been in that field for more than three years. Okay, and then you run, right? Every once in a while, you go running. I've seen now, you pictures, you and your I, wife. I do run. I have run a 5K, and yeah, I haven't run for, for a while, but yeah, I, I do run when well, I'm not, not being chased. Now, now, people, I'm not like trying to set them up for an Ashley Madison account here. There's a reason I'm asking <laughs> these specific questions. Zoner, you could be an astronaut. I could be. See... NASA has opened the doors. They have had a um, a moratorium on all hiring for the last four years, and they've once again started taking applications for their space program. I I can't even explain why I'm so giddy about this, but I, no, I can, and here's why. I once told my wife, and I will still hold by this, that if someone were to miraculously beam down from a starship, okay, very Doctor Who-ish right here, but they were to beam down right into our living room and say, Zook, I want to take you, and we can go explore the stars, and we can go and fly around in a spaceship and live out the sci-fi dream, but it means leaving everyone and everything you know behind. You're gone before anybody can even tell you goodbye. I am gone, okay? That's it. The kids will never see me again. There's never another episode of Stolen Droids podcast. That's just it. I'm gone. I've told my wife this, and the only solace she takes from this is the fact that this entire scenario is very unlikely. (laughs) Not impossible, just unlikely. Improbable, you know. It's kind of like me saying that if ever I meet Christina Hendricks, I'm allowed to date her. I'm probably never going to meet her. Anywho... I don't know. We've met a lot of people, dude. Not Christina Hendricks. No, but we've met a lot of people. Um, Speaking of crushes, this is changing the subject, but <laughs> you know our friend Whitney Avalon? Yeah. She has another Princess Rap Battle coming out. Yeah, next month. Against or, Molly Quinn. Or is Quinn. it this month, November? Molly Quinn from Castle. Yes. yes. I I don't know who to cheer for. I have crushes on them both. I know. They're both wonderful. Anyhow. But getting back to the astronaut thing, if you want to be an astronaut, you could actually apply for a job. Just go to usajobs.gov, which I find kind of funny. I know. That's kind of perverse, right? <laughs> it's like, of course, you're going to have all your information compromised and, and taken you know, by some Russian hacker or something. Yeah. Um, well, so here's the thing. There's a lot of misconceptions about being an astronaut. You have to have a military service. No, actually, you you don't. You really don't. You have to be a pilot. No, but it, it does help. You know, you have to have a PhD. Nope, you only need a bachelor's, and it has to be a bachelor's in a STEM field, so science, technology, engineering, math. Um, and you have to have three years' experience using it. You have to have laser-corrected vision to around 2020. And you have to have been living with it for a certain amount of time, and I forget what it is off the top of my head, but to prove that your eyes aren't going to pop out like Zoner so horribly (laughs) terrified us over. 
and that, and you have to pass a physical and that's it. You know, I had a physical done uh, a couple months ago and my wife is a nurse, so she knows how to read all the labs and everything. I got a copy of the labs. She told me, this is what you need to have the doctor test you for. And it was like everything. They drew so much blood from me and they tested everything. And every single one of my labs didn't just come back good. It was like perfect. She said she has, she's been a nurse for years. She said she has never seen somebody that has perfect labs like I do. So, hey, this is my job right here. This is mine to lose. You guys, I'll see y'all on the flip side of the moon. Now, they're taking applications between now uh, until middle of February, with candidates being announced in 2017. Now, this is the only time in my life where I regret not having finished my four-year degree. Dead serious. I, I'm i kicking myself right now. I'm actually half tempted to tell my wife I'm going back to school to finish it just so I can apply to be an astronaut. <laughs> well, you know, I keep applying. I've been applying for jobs a lot lately. Maybe I'll throw my hat in the ring on this. Stolen droids in space, man. Oh, think of how awesome that would be. I would know an astronaut. Yeah? You could be the Wallowitz of our team. Oh, man. I don't know that I like that comparison, but okay, I'll go with it. If as long you, as I don't have to wear skinny jeans. If you listeners want to be astronauts, follow the link, apply, Godspeed, I hope you get in, because we need more astronauts. We need a better space program. We yeah, That's what I was going to say. We need a better space program. We need a space program that's got funding. Yeah. I could tell them, hey, look, I don't have a four-year degree, but I have a lot of mechanical engineering experience, technical engineering experience, computer engineering experience, and I loved, loved, loved The Martian. And well, I stayed know, at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> you know, when I was a little kid, it was actually my dream to be an astronaut. And then the Challenger explosion happened, and everybody said, you're nuts, you're nuts. And I'm like, no, I want to do this, because astronaut space, yes. And then I realized I suck really bad at a lot of the STEM stuff, which is weird, because I'm a geek. And we're supposed to be good at like the math and the science, but... The math is just, like, crippling for me. I'll bet you if I was an astronaut, I could meet Christina Hendricks. I bet you could. Oh, man, that's like a double whammy right there. No euphemism intended. That's that's like a double reason <laughs> to be an astronaut. <laughs> Her boobs can be seen from space. Wow, dude, I'm going to have to bleep that. <laughs> Hashtag catch it in post. Never catch it in post. Um, the problem, as Zahner pointed out, with applying for the space program is that you're going to have to do it through uh, the government's job system, which, as we found out through hard, the, the, we found out the hard way earlier this year, means that you are almost certainly going to have your information leaked. And we think we figured out why. See, it turns out a lot of contractors who were supposed to build systems for the government, specifically the military, um, contracted that out themselves to people who would be cheaper. Russians in Russia. I I can't even believe this. I mean, you know, it's interesting because when the Soviet Union fell, all the bad guys that were there in power just kind of went away. And 
there wasn't like resistance fighting or things like you would typically see after a war, even a cold war. And we've come to find out that no, they just laid low. They changed their name and they're still attacking the U S and they're using hackers to do it. Why the heck would somebody think that this is a good idea? I, you have a security clearance with the government. I did. I, I believe it's expired, but yeah, yes. Same with me. I, I had one as well. Uh, mine is also expired. You know how we got... I mean, this is a question for everyone out there in, in podcast land. Do you know how we got that clearance? We actually had to fill out a very large application. And in some cases, depending on your level of clearance, you have to be interviewed by the FBI. You have to be cleared. A full background check has to be run. Your prints have to be on record with uh, the, the State Department. Which I really don't like. I don't I, like them knowing that much about me. I hated that, especially because they could never pull a clean print. Um, I think I had one, my, my fingers printed like 17 times just trying to get clean prints. Anyway, not the point. Do you know what Russian computer programmers haven't had done? Any of that. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's an intensive process. And depending on the level of clearance you go through, I mean, you may have friends and neighbors getting knocks on the doors from the feds. Just sit down and say, tell me about so-and-so. I mean, it, that's it's invasive, man. It is. It is. And I can see why. But this kind of circumvents that. I mean, this is seriously like going out for dinner and hiring a dingo as a babysitter. <laughs> dingoes eat babies yeah this Just is a john oliver reference now. in case anyone watches that show you know they can stay up till nine there's some kibble if you want it and please don't eat my baby um i'm just saying this is the stupidest thing ever now they do have to pay a fine which seems to me the easiest way to get out of this they have to pay a combined 12.75 million dollars in civil penalties to the fcc that's it. Yeah. When you look, though, at all that data that was leaked on people over the last few months, that's a drop in the bucket. I mean, that's nothing. Well, even worse, this is military code. Okay, remember how people were suddenly able to access our drone network and we couldn't figure out how? Guess what? We just figured out how. Yeah. So stupid. So stupid. And people wonder why I don't trust. <laughs> Man. Um, let's talk more about fines and more FCC fines, actually. Um, Hilton, the hotel chain of all places, and MC Dean, who I believe is a con convention center coordinator. I'm not entirely sure exactly what they do. They, they have to pay some money. Yeah, I think... I think this is funny. MC Dean. I mean, that sounds like some rapper. It does. Like a really, really boring political rapper. <laughs> He's like the whitest guy on the block. It wasn't his name Howard Dean, the guy who just screamed. Uh, oh, and then yeah. The, the DNC chair. Yeah. Who, who just lost everything yeah. when with one rage yell. Yeah. He now, is MC, he now is MC Dean. Um. Anyway, so this came out earlier this year with Marriott. See, Marriott didn't like people using their personal Wi-Fi, their personal hotspots in their hotels, and so they actively blocked them. 
Well, it turned out they weren't alone. Hilton also did that and MC Dean in their convention centers. And then if you want to use the Wi-Fi in the hotel, they would charge you $500 to access it. We have actually seen this as well at uh, Comic-Con. dirty, man. You remember Comic-Con last year? Oh, yeah. What was it, like $400 or something? For- it was $400 for 1.5 megabit internet. Yeah. And it was unbelievably unreliable because there were so many people on it. Granted, it, there were a lot of people on it because we found the password and spread it around to everyone. Well, we didn't spread it so much as it was spread to us. True. We didn't spread. We just partook. Yes, somebody offered, and we We, graciously accepted. We took a hit. You know, it would be rude not to. Yeah, you know, you don't want to offend. Come on, dude, that's good Wi-Fi password I just gave you. Why aren't you taking it? (laughs) Um... So this seems really, really douchey. Can I say that word? Oh, hey, I said boobs, so why not? There's another bleep. <laughs> I'm making your life difficult tonight, aren't I? Oh, so different than normal. Um, yeah, they 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 have to pay this now. Hopefully, that that four hundred dollar sorry five hundred dollar fee to use the Wi-Fi. Hopefully, that was just for events because i can imagine if you have like a four-day event and you want to spread the wi-fi to the guests that could that could cost five hundred dollars versus stay a night in a hotel room and use the wi-fi and cost five because isn't supposed to be complimentary then sometimes uh, you know that's actually one thing that's a huge factor in me deciding where i'm going to stay in a hotel do they have free parking and do they have free Wi-Fi? If they don't have free Wi-Fi, forget it. I'll pay $15 a day parking. I'll go with no continental breakfast. I don't care. I'll pay for my biscuits and gravy. But if Nuts I got to pay that, for that, there Wi-Fi, better be a waffle in that breakfast. Exactly. But if I got to pay for my Wi-Fi, screw it. I'm going to a different hotel. When my wife and I went to New Orleans, uh, I think it was last year, uh, we could not find a hotel that had free Wi-Fi uh within the area we wanted to stay so we stayed like th- 3 blocks further from where we wanted to be and just walked everywhere that we wanted to go cuz it was all about the free wifi preach brother yes even at the airbnb place i stayed in la free wifi um in other fine news <laughs> See what oh, I, did there? I see what you did there, which is funny because oh. I can see with my eyes now. So, yes. Kind of blurry. I'm just a big yellow spot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just go on. <laughs> Don't facepalm too hard. You can't damage those precious eyes now. Oh, that was awesome. That was Thank awesome. You. Okay, so if you pirate movies, I'm not saying you do. I'm not saying we don't. I'm just saying if you happen to, uh, you may notice that some of the larger ones, YTS, Popcorn Time, Yiffy, um, are now offline. See, a large sting was brought against them by the MPAA. Now, it was only a matter of time. Yes. Let's, let's, let's be honest. Uh, but there's an interesting thing I want to take from this, and that's that all three of these places are overseas. 
And the MPAA isn't a government entity. It's a business in America. I'm I'm concerned that maybe I shouldn't be because if there's an American business that's having issues like this, then they would report it to the FBI, right? And the FBI would work with local law enforcement, so like Interpol in Europe, or, I don't know. Scotland Yard. The the Wombat Sheep Brigade in New Zealand. I don't know what they have in New Zealand. Um, I I think they have hobbits and dwarves. Oh, yes, the Middle Earth uh, Defense Force. (laughs) The Middle Earth Self-Defense Force. They'd have to have a council, you know, and decide how They walk proceed. everywhere. Yeah. It takes forever. But th- it just seems kind of odd that an American business can sway law enforcement in other countries that much. Or yeah, that's maybe, a bad precedent. Or, or maybe I'm misreading it. Maybe it really isn't, because truly, if if they can convincingly tell people, and they're not wrong, that this organization has stolen all this money from them, then it would be no different than local law enforcement going after bank robbers who robbed an American bank, right? Yeah, I I suppose so. I suppose so. Now, you know, the interesting thing, we've talked about piracy a lot on this show over the years. We've admitted to having checkered histories of sorts. I had never heard of these websites until this all started happening earlier this year. I agreed. I I didn't either. And so I I think that that goes a long way to show we are legit. We're totes legitly. Yeah. And you know that Schmitty is just having a stroke right now as he hears that. His eyes actually just kind of popped a little bit. (laughs) No LASIK needed. Yeah. I think this is, I think this is um, interesting. And I think it's kind of funny that, the MPAA is able to bring these guys down, yet you still got the Pirate Bay out there running amok, just being a giant thorn in their side. You're pondering that. I'm pondering. Well, actually, I was pondering our next headline, which is about Sprint, and then I was suddenly confused because I didn't know Sprint was still a thing. (laughs) I saw a commercial for Sprint the other day. They're, like, really hyping their iPhone, and you get data if you buy an iPhone and all sorts of stuff but amazing they have an iphone now apparently but yeah sprint kind of sucks and it's funny because i i work with a guy who used to be with sprint in fact i think he may still be and i over the years i mean i got my first cell phone in 97 i think and that's only because i had been in africa for the previous two years and so i couldn't get one when they first started becoming easily affordable and able to be carried without like a backpack strap uh but i've always looked at sprint because you know i was with at&t i've been with all of them at some point and except for sprint and i would always go and look at sprint and i would look at what they charge and i would look at their coverage and i would look at their phone options and i would say nope too expensive well now they're like in a battle with t-mobile t-mobile has knocked them out of third place and they're now the fourth largest carrier in in the U.S., and they're trying really hard to get back. And I think T-Mobile's going to just keep kicking them while they're down. Well, and what's really horrible is the fact that, um, so there's their CEO, 
um, oh geez, what's his name? I just lost it. Um, he was in an interview and he actually said this. I don't know why he felt the need to disclose this, but this is bad. Uh, quote, we have a very clear plan to return sprint to profitability. That's the next big task that hasn't happened in 11 years. End quote. How are they still in business after 11 years of losing money? That means they've been losing money for longer than Blackberry. Ooh, when you put it into that perspective, wow. Um, that's, that's quite bad. And what's really funny is the fact that uh, he said that employees are going to be expected to take on an owner's mentality, which means employees are now in charge of taking out their own trash. Executives are going to have to use Uber rather than taking private uh, town cars. Um, wait, what? Why don't you just expect the executives to drive their own lazy butts into work? Well, there's cities in this country where people don't drive. They pay people to drive them places, like New York and places. There's subways. Yeah, true. True. I don't know if this is going to be enough. Well, I mean, and to top it off, they're laying people off. They're they're cutting jobs. And, you know, I I think it's interesting. He says, yeah, we're going to keep morale up by telling people. You know, this is what we're doing. We're being honest. And I, I got to say, I like that. I like the fact that he's saying, look, we're not going to goof off here. We're not going to pull the wool over people's eyes. We're going to be upfront and honest. He says, um, he says, nobody likes to be in a company that is doing layoffs. The way you beat that is by being very honest and transparent. We've worked for companies where they pull us in. They say everything is going great. And then stock prices get so low that they're removed from the New York Stock Exchange. And I hate it when a company lies to me. I I remember that uh, Zahner and I were working together at that time. And the company we worked for, um, what was it? It was like, everything's great. Everything's fine. Things are just a little bit... um, Things are fluid right now in the industry. By the way, we're changing our logo so we don't have to use as much red ink when we print out our documents as a cost-saving measure. Yeah. I'm like, wow, and we're that far off. But everything's okay. Everything's fine. You know, interestingly enough, they're still around. They're like a cockroach of the IT industry. Indeed. Um, now, the question is... is <laughs> You're a BlackBerry of the IT industry. <laughs> now, Sprint can't go up in price. They can't afford to, because everyone is about the same price now. The only thing that differs is the, their coverage and their data. Yes. So, it's going to be interesting to see if Sprint can pull this off. I don't know if they can. Speaking of BlackBerry, because we've alluded to it a couple times now, they've announced something interesting with their new Android handset, the Perv. <laughs> That's the stupidest dang name. The, the Priv, excuse me. I hate Pr- that name. Priv is almost worse. I expect it to be like all white with no windows and have a mustache. Because like white vans, you know, and... Driven by dudes with mustaches. Never mind. Oh, see, and I just expect it to be a white soccer mom drinking her pumpkin spice latte in a Lexus SUV. Um, <laughs> oh, there's that privilege. No, I'm joking, because it does look like an awesome phone. It really does. 
I don't know if it's going to work out real well, but it does look quite awesome. It even has the curved screen a la Samsung right now. Um, even more interesting is that BlackBerry has pledged to be able to push out vital security updates to the phone regardless of carrier's intents. Now, what and does that mean? And that's monthly. That's yeah, monthly, monthly. Which is what Google is doing right now with the Nexus phones. I got a new update today, in fact. Now, why does this matter? Well, for instance, Stage Fright. Stage Fright was a, a vulnerability that hit Android, or it was discovered in Android earlier this year. My wife's phone, which is an Android uh, LG G3, just like mine, is still vulnerable to it, even after getting numerous security updates. Because it has to go through T-Mobile constantly. I have a rooted one. I have a totally different ROM. Mine is not vulnerable. This means that BlackBerry, if this works, could push out updates as needed without worrying itself with carriers or anyone else. This is something that BlackBerry is actually known for. I mean, this is why they were so secure back in the day. Yeah. So, I don't know. This could be very, very good. That being said, it's only one screw-up away from absolutely sinking their Android market. This happened. This I, I'm not making this up. This is not without precedent. Years and years ago, before we ever started this show, um, BlackBerry's internet service went offline. And because the BlackBerry phones only used BlackBerry internet service in a way to secure them, it meant that everyone with the BlackBerry worldwide had no internet service. Now, that we talked about that on this show. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was in retrospect because it, it happened... Like seven years ago. Okay. Now, all it takes is one screw up in their update system, and suddenly every Android, every BlackBerry Priv no longer has updates or gets a bad update pushed to it, and it bricks all the phones. So, on one hand, this is a really good thing. This is a good thing. On the other hand, it's only one screw up away from absolutely torpedoing their efforts. Now, you say they're one screw up away if for this destroying their android if if this screws up what are the odds that this is just going to destroy blackberry for good this i'm not the- going to take that i'm you're you're trying to bait me i'm not going <laughs> to do it because we've been wrong every single week since my very first prediction that they were going to die three years ago i know it they're they're resilient you got to give them that you got to give them credit you know yeah, I think, you know, that's that's going to be fairly damaging, though, to their not just their Android, but overall business. They're the Rasputin goes. of the mobile world. Ooh. Ooh. You Too can drown him, poison him, hang him, shoot him, draw and quarter him. Too bad they're not Russian. Cause then that, that we know would, of. That Maybe be... some of their code was outsourced. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Okay, um, so let's go into some quick little headlines here. YouTube, Red launched. We haven't seen Schmitty since. Uh, <laughs> he's just been watching YouTube videos. Uh, if you need a, an update, Red is their subscription service that allows you to watch YouTube with no ads for $10 a month. Not bad. They're also launching a 3D program where they're going to start converting certain videos into 3D for use with Google Cardboard. Um, this could work if if youtube's known for anything it's making video viewing ubiquitous you want to yes. make 4k everywhere put all your youtube videos in 4k and what do you know that's what they're doing yeah this will work 
um, in the headline that won't die news. Seriously, Volkswagen has been found that not only were they lying about the emissions in their diesel cars, it turns out they're gasoline cars as well. Yeah, I think I saw it's going to cost them another couple billion dollars to deal with. This isn't good. It's it really sucks to be a Volkswagen exec right now. I I'm I'm still not unsure why no one has just gone to jail yet for fraud. Give it time, I'm sure they will. They, they they'll need to. I mean, that's that's what this is. It's fraud. It's it's grand larceny, really. Yeah, it's someone, um, someone's going to have to pay a price that, you know, people will demand somebody's head and they'll offer up a sacrificial goat. He'll go on house arrest at some country club for six months and be done with it. Yeah. Um, Comcast. This is not a, a quick headline, but I wanted to get to it. We talked about this, I want to say, a year ago. And I gave the very, very, very emphatic warning to everyone within the sound of my voice to not get this plan. And you listened. This is a Comcast plan. And it was only in certain areas. They were testing out a certain plan where they dropped the price to this tiny, tiny amount and said that, okay, now listen, you have 500 gigs. Oh, sorry, no, 300 gigs. 300 gigs monthly data. After 300 gigs, it's $10 per 50 gigs as an overage fee. The idea was is that it was to curb streaming and illegal downloads. No one liked it. No one went for it. Everyone hated it. And so Comcast is saying, you know what? That that that's good enough for us. We're going to roll it out now. And so they're now rolling this plan out to even more people who will not like it. Now, in case you're wondering why this matters, 300 gigs, well, that sounds like a lot, right? My cell phone only has like 2 or 4 or 10 or whatever. 300 gigs is, oh, how do I put, that's less than a Blu-ray. Yeah. That's, uh, if you stream 4K YouTube videos, that's an hour's worth of video. If you stream Netflix, well, you won't be. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no no more Netflix and chill, y'all. Um, 300 gigs is not that much when you have to do an entire month's worth. Um, and the reason for this is strictly because Comcast is fighting back against cord cutters. They don't want people to leave their TV service for their internet service. So instead, they're making their internet service as unappealing as possible to keep people on their TV service, which people also hate. I don't know if this is the right approach for them to take. Yeah, it's kind of like, well, we've pissed off our TV customers, and now they're just internet customers, so let's piss them off so they'll no longer be our customers. It's almost kind of like AOL's mentality. It doesn't matter. We'll just get more customers. You know, there's plenty, Oh, back in the day. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. Not now, because let's face it, AOL's kind of a joke, but... Um, you know, back in the day, AOL kind of had this mentality where, oh, it doesn't matter if we upset our customer and they leave because we'll just replace them with a new customer. And I think that Comcast is kind of taking that mentality and look what it did for AOL. Well, there should be a carrot and the stick strategy, right? Look, 
it's like many things. You, you have to deal with employees like this or kids like this. Look, you have a choice. You can choose which one you want to take. One of them really sucks. And the other one, hey, is pretty good. Why don't you take the pretty good option? Instead, this is kind of like, um, well, here was a stick and another stick. Uh, but we're replacing one of those sticks with a gun. So you could choose the gun or you could choose the stick. Which is your poison? Yeah. Yeah, it's Comcast is just bad all around. Which is funny because I use um, Comcast Business for Business at work. Uh, it's their fiber optic business branch. It's from a different company that they acquired. So even though it's Comcast name, it's actually a different business unit entirely. They're awesome. Everything about them have just been awesome. I think that's funny, and I think you're probably the only person that I've heard say that. Unless I won't lie. I feel a little bit perverse saying it. <laughs> you feel dirty and need to go take a shower. I do. I do. And Well, it's funny because um, I actually got the chance to go with uh, Comcast set me up, and I got to meet Chef Robert Irvine. I got to go to a private party where he, he taught some uh, cooking lessons, and he we got to mingle with him, and he cooked for us, and we ate his delicious food. It was great, right? And they posted pictures of the event to their Facebook page and immediately just got all these comments of people going, oh, Comcast, I hope he poisoned them all. <laughs> and I'm thinking, normally I'd be prone to agree with you, but these guys are, but you can't explain that to people, you know? It's, it's Comcast. It's all the same thing, even when it's not. Yeah, they're just um, evil. While we're talking about internet, though, we should talk about this new multi-room router. Yes, that's actually what I wanted to to leave on. I think this is pretty cool. This is called the Luma. Weird name. Better than Priv, but still weird. It's currently in development still. They went on pre-sale today, actually, today or yesterday, uh, for half price. If you buy them, you get them for half price. They'll be launching soon. They're supposed to launch back in July, but they're delayed. And it's a really interesting idea where it creates a mesh wireless network in your home. I love that idea. Familiar, yeah, well, this is a common idea. We do it in business all the time because businesses are huge. And one access point isn't going to cover the entire business, so they set up multiple access points. Yeah. So this, the idea behind this is $200. Again, that's the discounted price for a pack of three. And the three of them, when they get all turned on, will all connect to each other and become one homogenous network. And so it doesn't matter where you are in a building, you will be able to move between them, even move between 2.4 gigahertz and 5 gigahertz bands, so you always have full signal. It's a genius idea. It's how it should be done. But its real strength is in that it also brings enterprise-level features of tracking and scalability and access control. I just said a whole bunch of words that if you're not in networking, you don't understand. But let's put it this way. If you're at work and you decide to hop on the work network and start browsing porn, well, hey, it's okay because I'm on my cell phone, right? I'm not on a company computer. Well, for many years now, the IT guy, that's me, can even over wireless say, that's going to that device up on the fourth floor in this office. That is that person. Yep. Even though the company doesn't own the phone and doesn't have access to it, they can see all of that information. This brings that brings that level of scalability and granular reporting to the home. Well, why would you need that? Because if you got kids, you kind of need it. 
Yep. You know, I really like that idea. And, you know, with my browsing habits, I couldn't care less if somebody started looking at them because my browsing habits are totally boring. But um, I love that I could log on to my phone with an app and just say, oh, my son has been spending too much time on YouTube watching Minecraft videos. Let's shut him down. And I can shut him down. I love that. Well, well, yeah, it actually it, it can create a per-user profile where you could say that Zoner's son only gets three hours of internet a day. Yep. And after three hours, and it doesn't have to be three continuous hours or contiguous, contiguous? I don't know yeah. how to say that word. In the same order. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you say it either. Y'all know what but, we're trying to say. But after three hours, this profile can no longer access the internet. You can see what they've been browsing. You can't necessarily see like screenshots of it, but you can see that they've been going to this domain a lot or or whatnot. And it goes beyond that. You can say, oh, hey, I have a smart thermostat. Right? Let's say I have a Nest. Well, what servers are it hitting? Is it hitting? I think we've we've hit the point of no return with our grammar our, this episode. Yeah, Schmidty's head's exploded at this point. So let's just keep going legit with our horrible grammar. Go dog. Um, so check this. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm just too white. Um, Which is funny because you're just a yellow blob. <laughs> splotch. I Are you calling me fat? You you're calling me fat. A yellow splot? I, spot. 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 Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't call myself a blob. I'm not that. I am <laughs> overweight, but. Anyway, a lot of people have brought up that this is kind of an invasion of privacy. Well, hey, you don't want anyone pulling that information from you. I think inside the home, though, that's a different story. If I'm the network admin in my own home, heck yes, I want I want this kind of control. Especially well, with more children. than that, you're the parent. Yeah, you're the parent. Yes. Nuts to that. I'm actually going to, when my kids get older and we start having more computers in the house, I'm moving us all over to a domain. They're going to have to sign into the network, sign into individual computers, because I want to be able to control that. Ooh, that's an awesome idea. I should Maybe it's that. just the Asian in me. I really need to set up a huge content filtering firewall around the house. Um, on that happy note. <laughs> but yeah, this is, this is a cool idea. Check it out if you're interested. Again, this is pre-order only. After this, prices are going to go up. So if this is something that interests you, hop on it now. Um into my, our favorites. This was originally something I showed Schmitty, and he was going to use it. I stole it back when he said he was going to make it. I love it when video games do crossover events, especially when they're video games I like. I love the Forza racing series, and Fallout 4, which is coming out soon, had a new trailer drop this week, which was also awesome. What better way to show it off than have a vehicle from Fallout 4 in Forza Motorsport 6? It is a um, 1956 Ford F100 that's done up in like vault tech blue with the Pip-Boy on the side, and it's quite cool. Now, that being said, I would have preferred to see like one of the atomic-powered vehicles that you can usually see around the wasteland, but this is free, and you can't really, you can't really argue with that. Yeah, free, free is always good. Free is yeah. always good. So my favorite this week is a video by uh, starring Weird Al Yankovic, where he plays a grizzled old coach, and he takes part in a sports ball press conference that basically mimics every 
press conference ever in the history of sports ball press conferences. And because it's Weird Al, you know I love it. And you'll love it too, even if you don't like Weird Al, because it's hilarious. So check it out. Excellent. Well, that is our show this week. Again, let us know what you're thinking. Give us a call, 801-917-GEEK. Follow us on Twitter. Friend us on Facebook. Uh, hit us up on Google+. Plus. We are there. Yes, there are people there. And until next time, or feedback at StolenDroids.com. Hey, I almost forgot that. Until next time, cheers. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.